Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Okay, so let's do some trials and triumphs. Who wants to go first? Dun, dun, dun. Nursery trials. Edition 45, episode 45. No, last we ended or whatever, last we chatted, my wall got built. I have lots of big plans. I have my wallpaper that's going up that that I'm really excited about. My next issue is that, okay, I swear I laid all of this out in like our room planner tool and like used all my measurements and stuff. Oh, no, Karen. (laughs) Continue. So I measured it all out. Well, I guess maybe I forgot to do the rug because I had planned to use this rug that I really, really like. It's a rug that I actually got at our outlet for like nothing years ago called the Suzanne Castle Emmelin rug. And it's really pretty. It's just kind of a hand knotted gray and gold eight by 10 rug. Well, of course we get in there and I'm just kind of pulling up my tape measure because I love my tape measure so much. And I'm measuring everything and I measure for the rug and it's not going to fit. Oh. Mm. Like once we kind of added the closets in there. It just it's not it out. It's not, like, a, tri- yeah, it's not a regular triangle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a regular rectangle. <laughs> I was like a triangle rug. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of wall did you put up? <laughs> I was like, that is not a Sorry. good shape. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not a regular rectangle. It has like mm-hmm. two little cutouts in the corner. Mm-hmm. So the rug is not going to, it's not going to It's fit. not going to work. Yeah. So now I'm very confused and annoyed because I really didn't plan to spend money on a rug. <laughs> rug. Yeah. And I'm sort of stuck here and I'm exploring different options. My, my main annoyance is that really like a six by nine because of the weird shape is the only thing that would fit and look normal and not look like lopsided, I guess. I think it's time to go to Myers. But here's the thing. We don't freaking sell six by nines. Ballard, no, that's what I mean. Okay. You have to do, you're going to have to do a custom, what we've talked about with people where you have to like go get the custom sisal or whatever. So yeah. funny you say that. Cause I actually just went today and got samples. <laughs> <laughs> that are, is sort of my plan. Right yeah. to alike? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, okay. But here's, here's my, my dilemma. So I, I pulled mm-hmm. three samples that I like and I want to mm-hmm. kind of gauge y'all's interest on them because I think I'm okay with how patterned they are. But I want to see what y'all think about mm-hmm. using like this with that wallpaper. Ooh, oh, I like yes. it. I like That's it. A, so this has kind of a, a honeycomb, honeycomb, a honeycomb a big, geometric, an, a big honeycomb pattern with the blue, and it's kind of a cream and cornflower blue. Mm. I like it. I you like don't think it'll be too so busy with the brick and the wallpaper. Uh, will it be busy? Yes, but I think you're. I think it's gonna be good. Because I, I assume you're not going to – that's a lot of pattern to your point, but how much more pattern are you putting in? 
That's literally the, I mean, everything else is basically solid white. And you could still easily do a a small stripe, a ticking, a ditzy that would go with wallpaper and the brick and that rug. So I think that's a good scale is my point. Like you have. Okay. Yeah. I think it looks like. Because I also have like this and this. It's just kind of. Mm, They're all really pretty, Caroline. The other two are like geometrics as well. They have blue. They're more tonal and less. Mm-hmm. geometric i guess yeah and smaller any kind i like the tone on tone diamond pattern that's really nice and that, i feel like that would go really neutral that one if you're, yeah, if you're mm-hmm. yeah that one that one's an okay. easy win yeah. i think the other one's really nice too i love mixing geometric See, and a, i really and a like floral. this one I, I love it if you love it go for it go here's the, the, reason, bigger, the bigger the scale. reason i like about it is because i don't want this room to go too traditional actually Mm. I mm. I don't want it to be like too sweet, mm-hmm. and so I like that this kind of has like a little bit of mod to it because I'm kind of yeah sort of like more modern light fixtures and mm-hmm. our house is not very traditional either. So I don't want to like get in a place yeah. where I love it. It's okay. All right, and that was the know, only thing I'm like, oh, is that too yeah? Many, and when like, she's playing surfaces. on the floor, like get like a sheepskin rug or something to put down to like you know soften it, breaking up break up the pattern if well because then here was my other thing when we had Blair and I feel like everyone who has a newborn is gonna like the first two years I feel like especially we were always on the rug Mm -hmm. like they're crawling down there or like Will would sit in the in there with our dog on the floor while I was nursing or I don't know maybe we're just floor sitters in our house but (laughs) we were just like always sitting on the rug and our rug that we have in Blair's room is really soft. So I really didn't want a natural fiber because even though it's kind of durable and cheap, I just felt like, well, we're going to be in there yeah. like, kind of crawling yeah. around. I want it to be super soft. And here's my other thing. I really wanted 100% wool because, as we've talked about, like the She's only wool- throw up on your rug. Only the wool rugs in <laughs> our house have really been reliably yeah. stay like have been able to get stains out reliably. Yeah. So if I'm gonna get it custom sized to this room, I want something that's gonna last mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. What are you gonna so, do for the banded edge? And I'll just surge it. Mm-hmm. Not have a an edge. Just have it surged. So that's kind of my plan right now. We shall see where things go. Obviously, everything is like more expensive than you think it's going to be, like construction and yeah. But yeah, so that is. But if my you're plan. doing a custom one, and again, you can transition that geometric within like with years of time once you change the room. Yeah. So the good thing is, is you'll have it to your point. Like it's not going yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad that y'all you'll feel like it's not too much. That was the only thing I was worried about. Mm-hmm. So, all right. No, cool. it's totally good. All right. Okay, who's next? Liz, you go. Okay. So in my house, I'm constantly struggling with storage. So my trial... Oh, everyone is. It's like, oh, no matter how big your house is, storage is an issue. But right? in a 1930s craftsman... That is true. Yes, you have actual <laughs> limited storage. Yours yes. is, you're, you're... I, I, yeah, I'm actual limited storage. So at some point, someone put a built-in bookcase into the room that we're using as our bedroom. And I think it's been a den. It's been a whole bunch of different things in this this house. So my trial is trying to figure out how to make this 
bookcase into a linen closet mm-hmm. storage mm-hmm. because it's just open bookshelves and it's awful. Like some of the things that are in the bookcase are in there from when we moved a year ago. Right. And just, it hasn't found its final home. So trying to figure out that. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to try to work with a carpenter nice. to build some doors in the upper the upper yes. shelves and then maybe nice. put some some drawers yes. in the bottom. So that's I'm in that the beginning exciting. phases of that. Yeah. So that's exciting. And then other storage in my house in my dining room I have Which are our metal, Trieste right? Is that the metal one? No. Hutch. That's the that's black true one. So Trieste is the black they're, ones with like mm, leather. No, they're the right. That's okay. Truco. No. <laughs> I don't it's know anything. Black, black with <laughs> The hutch has glass That's where doors. The brown. And I knew there was some brown shelves. detail. Okay. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super pretty. So I could fit two of them in there easily. And I could fit a third in there, but then it would bump out and cover up some of the windows. So I didn't want to do that. So I centered the two cabinets and hutches on this one wall and then I bought Ikea cabinets, mm-hmm. like just actually I just had one and I tried it. And so I bought another one, like just mm-hmm. Billy bookcases that I put on either side. And then I had the, I had a piece of wood from the cabinets. I had that color <laughs> match with paint because I'm fixing my house with paint. And I, and this other stuff that, thank you, Instagram, it totally targeted me on this chalk that you add to any paint and it turns it into like a chalkboard paint that oh. you can put over the laminate. So I was able to paint. Uh, on, yeah. So I painted two little Ikea Billy bookcases and put those on either side of the cabinets and painted them to match the cabinet. Our cabinet. Brilliant. Nice. So I painted Brilliant. those and then I put polyurethane over it. So my last step is to do doors and then I got matching hardware. So, so I'm making my own hutches. Man. I'm making my own cabinet. You are like, you're like yeah. cabinet queen. Wow. Okay. And we need a picture of this too. Yeah. Cause seriously, there's, yeah. there's just no, there's built-ins in this house. So mm-hmm. there's this crazy built-in bookcase and then there's an awesome built-in hutch in our kitchen. Oh, another thing we did that with a built-in thing, we have an old cabinet where the ironing board was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love yeah. So this is in our kitchen. And so So cool. We took I took a little just a little side table with cabinet and put that underneath there. And then I had my husband build shelves. And so he built shelves inside the ironing board cabinet. So that's Adorable. where I that's where I keep all my coffee and tea. So it's a whole oh, coffee nice. tea station. <gasps> Love it. Yes. Way to like just it's make together. a new. Because I'm so impressed. We're trying. We're trying. I because like it. We, yeah. Because we can't do the whole thing over just yet. But yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was going to say, you sound like me many, I feel many like a moon just, ago. <laughs> there's just like something about having all of your like coffee morning stuff. Like... <sighs> It is so uh, important. Like organized that it just starts your day right. It's it's a ritual. Think? It's like a, mm-hmm. yeah. A, yeah. It's something about your morning ritual when it's good and you know, and like does put you in the right 
direction. That yeah. whole area is my favorite spot. See, in yeah, the I mean, you wake up and it doesn't matter. It could be five a.m. and you're like, "Do my corner." Do, do, do. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll start a trial this week because mine's all, as you know, new house related currently too. Um, it has been raining, so it's just <laughs> another week of just like no no progress they can't they need to pour more slab a bunch of slabs now and they can't pour in the pouring rain so it's just more waiting which again is fine because lumber prices are slowly lowering down so maybe the waiting's okay yes that was definitely our trial this week is just knowing you know oh no progress this week i guess the triumph is that they did get all the plumbing laid that would be basement plumbing before they pour the bottom of the actual basement so if we do want there'll be a hookup for a toilet and all that's already in the ground so mm-hmm. or roughed into the ground so that's pretty cool and so that would be my yeah we're just gonna keep them simple this week those are my two kind of like updates for y'all it's not not big progress but okay progress. what is like what is d-day for when you have to like buy all of your lumber do you know? I actually don't know. They're playing the game right now of like, do we wait two more weeks? Is it worth it to see where we end? So that's kind of where we're at right now is like the, we're trying to figure it out. Like how much longer do we wait to buy the package? Because any day it could go the other way, but hopefully right. they, hopefully not. It's not looking like it, but it's also looking like it's dropping. So then why would you not wait? If I mean, it's, yeah. It's so it's like high. The stock it's worth market. waiting. Like you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's worth waiting, but it's just another. To your point, it's like there goes more time that you're just like. But anyway, I digress. It's worth it. I'm sure it's going to be worth it, right? <laughs> no, it will. It's it will be certainly so worth, be it. worth it. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the frustration of like, like you've been in your rental house for six months now, right? And six and a half months. Seven and months now, yeah. Seven months, yeah. So And knowing we still have a year, yeah. Like oh, knowing it's looking like it's still another year before like I'm every like, time you drive by and it's still a dirt pile, you're like, ah, oh, we're never gonna right. we're gonna live in this rental house for like five years. I mean, I got exciting to see. I get excited now to see like the subtle like the the waterproofing and I was like, Oh, they sprayed that stuff on or whatever in the basement. And I like teared up. I was so excited for like a waterproof basement and um, but again, it's so subtle at this point. The, yeah. and, and then again, they put the pipes in the ground, which means they literally dug holes in clay. And like, was that very exciting? Probably to no one but me who was like, good, plumbing's going in. I like it. So anyway. Oh, well, I love seeing the updates on your, um, on the Schwartz house account. Oh, thank you. Religiously. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of listeners who are, have been really sweet and gave good comments and stuff. So triumph, we had got, um, our permits approved for the pool. And so we were picked, we picked out all the stone, the, not that that varies. And we're just doing stone on porches and around the pool deck and stuff, but we're having all the stone for the house from the same pool, having the pool guy do all the stone. So it all matches versus us doing, stone for the steps and stuff and then it not matching the pool stone point being we picked out a stone is it blue stone yes it was yay but between that and the silver 
travertine, but it just, it had too much warmth and too much like grain and variance for me. Bluestone is the prettiest. Ugh. And it's a bluestone marble. So it's like thick. It's pretty. It's so pretty. It's pretty. So we're doing that. And then like picked out like the tile, the watermark tile that goes around the pool. Very boring guys. It was nothing fun. It's gray. And then the cover for the pool is gray because the color options were literally green, red, blue, gray and like a dark gray i'm not even kidding you those were the colors so i was like so i'm going with gray yeah i guess (laughs) see in my mind my mind goes straight to okay well what font are you going to use for like (laughs) the shallow no diving Uh four foot i got you on that one i got you but you don't do that you don't really do those you don't really do those with I guess you don't residential for a residential pools. pools. You, you could. That is so funny. No, I, I I feel like that is such a good call out with picking faucets. Like your hot and cold font. Well, you know the other it thing. It can that, really cheapen the look. If, it can. If it's a bad font. Yes. It it's it's is. It really is the details. And the you also find too, and I do this with in Ballard product. You have designed a certain product, and then if you want a smaller scale of it and or a different fixture that matches, per se, sometimes it just doesn't – the math and stuff doesn't work for another piece, another scale. Just I'm keeping this broad because it's true. I mean, I don't have an exact example. but So I could tell, like, oh, I really like, you know, the handles here, but I don't like the, like, head of the faucet, and I know where they came from, but, like, I don't like that head, but the handles are great, and so it was funny how you're like, or I like the shower components, and I hate the sink fun, so it was just funny. The good news is there's so many options that you can let those, like, seemingly dumb details mark something off your list, because you're like, there's still a thousand other options, so it's fine. Yeah. Like, I need something to narrow it down for me, so. That's true. That is very true. Thank you, Caroline, for that. So I also get very into like whether it's a lever or like the four cross, like oh yeah, oh yeah, and all of that. How it holds in your hand when you're turning it, yes, Mm. is really interesting to me. I did. I think I only did one one cross. Is that what they call it? The T or I don't know what it's called, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I only did one because again, they just the lady had spoken to me about like. Well, you, it takes more to clean that, like, because, you know, like oh. a gunky little hand on like a, and you're like, nope. <laughs> Taryn does not want more to clean. Yeah. So but like are you doing powder, any wall I mounted? Maybe the powder room. I thought about that too, but I don't, I don't think so. I've seen it a lot lately and it's gorgeous. And I love when it's the marble shaped and then like the faucets coming out yeah. of the wall. But it's again, quite easy to clean. Just wipe all that back there. Yeah, that's true. One day I'll have mm. a wall-mounted bathroom faucet where I don't it looks so behind. good. Again, I want it, but yeah, these are good points. I need to go back and ask more questions. <laughs> I'll come back. TV Sorry, news. I've I've, TV. I've taken us off track. <laughs> yeah, we went way down a rabbit hole, but I I brought it up, so I apologize. It all became because of the fonts. We went off in fonts. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I that's know. what that's what happened. That's what happened. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. Okay, so we have a very exciting guest today, someone who you've heard on the podcast before, but she is 
a close friend of ours because she is our senior vice president of merchandising and design, Miss Sky Westcott. Sky, welcome to the show. Thanks Yay! for joining us. Thank <laughs> you. Fun to be here and be with your new addition, Liz. I guess she's not that new, but super fun. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so we thought we could have Sky on the show, not only just to talk about some of the new things that you're going to be seeing from us, but also because we have kind of we're going in a new direction for our fall line you'll you'll still see a lot of the same things you love from us traditional elements blue and white a lot of the things that you maybe know to expect in our collection but we're also kind of adding this more lightened up look and sky you're kind of the spearhead our our leader in this department yes our visionary perfect (laughs) exactly Skies are visionary and sort of came up with this whole concept and felt like there was something we were missing. And so that's what we wanted to bring to you in the fall and talk about today. So I'm super excited by it. The look is maybe a more casual approach for Ballard than has been in the past. And it's really about kind of effortless living and simple living, clean lines and comfort. Every room in your home should be used. And so kind of, it has worked out nice with COVID that this has happened because <laughs> more than ever, do we need to be effortless and let every space in our house be usable? So I'm very excited about it. The execution from everyone on the team has come and been realized. And I can't wait for all of you to get your August book in the mail because it is beautiful. Yes, the catalog looks great. It's super pretty. And I want well, to ask about where did this all originate from? Like, where was your birth child? What do we call it? <laughs> <laughs> Spark of inspiration. You yes. know, as I talked about the last time, I, I am an interior designer by trade, definition, whatever, and have done houses all over the country. And really was seeing kind of that real rustic look evolve over time, whether it was on the West Coast when I was living there or traveling to Mexico last year for some new product introductions or being overseas and seeing things, I really started to see this cleaner, more livable, to play on a word, look that wasn't as heavy as some rustic things. Mm -hmm. And really wanting everything to just be comfortable. We had introduced Scandinavian last year, and I feel like we were getting better and better. And in our August book, Scandinavian looks amazing. So check it out (laughs) if that's your thing. But I was realizing that I really needed to give the team of everyone from our buyers, merchants, we call them, as well as the people who go and source the product, more direction on what I was looking for. So really looking at materials, beautiful leather, beautiful oak. And we got materials from every single source we work with, brought them in and chose the palette of the woods we would be using. So that whether it was a shelf for the wall, it was a coffee table, it was a console, you know, no matter what the wood all went together, not necessarily matching, but were comfortable together in their color palette. And then working with the team that puts the book together on inspiration images. You won't see a lot of color on the walls of these rooms. You 
You won't see wallpaper. It's very a simple, quiet palette. And then you bring the product in and you get textures from cane and woven materials, the leather, the oak and the different tones of oak as as well as the different finishes of the wood, bent wood, interesting weaves of the woven materials, and then textiles. We have beautiful pillows. We have so many great pillows coming and throws that have rough hewn made in a little artisan village in the country we get it from. (laughs) So really, really exciting product. So... I would say when looking at our catalog and looking at this new collection, it feels so much warmer than where we have been. And that's that's across the market. Um, do you think this is the ebb and flow of design in the sense of I felt we were so gray for so long that now we've gone into these warm tones? Yeah, it's like sepia tones. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, design's such a broad subject. And so I think for the less formal homes, absolutely. Because then you also are seeing layers and layers of pattern on pattern in some more formal looks, which you'll also be seeing from us. Um, But, you know, this is definitely a look that I think is here to stay for a while. It's not colorless. There's definitely color in it, whether it's deep burnt oranges and terracottas and or it's the greens or it's the blues they're all kind of sun drenched which i love and really worked hard to find the right fabrics and textiles to work in those color tones we worked with our art partners to get the right art and then we've also introduced photography which we've tried here and there in the past but photography we felt was a photography of the outdoors and elements from the outdoors and bringing that in really was an important factor so mm-hmm. yeah bringing the outdoors in is really a huge part of this i mm-hmm. think you know and even in the styling of how we're looking at styling our houses it seems to be less about cut flowers on your table and more about a branch or or dry flowers preserved flowers and uh, you know kind of like you just were walking along a field and you picked a bunch of flowers and then you dried them and and then bringing plants indoors are important too so an olive tree or many different types of figs i mean plants are super important in this story as well as you're seeing everywhere in design which is so exciting because before it was hard to find a plant in a particular type of plant now there's all these plant stores opening up and i just am so excited by that because i through covid that has been my nurturing thing Yeah, it sort of seemed like the, I mean, just from what you're saying, like the way the rooms look, it's all about sunlight and the palettes are very sun drenched. And so then it's almost like it just makes sense to accessorize with more plant. It's like you're just kind of embracing this more simplistic inspiration, but there's actually a lot of very intricate details in a lot of the product, which I love to see. I mean, for example, some of the chairs at first glance, you might think that they were very simple design, but then they have a beautiful sort of rounded curve or something that's more carved in it, strapping, like leather strappings. So- No, and that was a very important element of it, like because it is a simpler presentation and it is a like I, I like to say it's like a curated 
collection. And when you as a person put your room together or your home together, every piece that you put in your home, you should love. And it shouldn't just be filling a function. It should also be something you love and tell part of your story. Even accessorizing your home in this look, it's not about clutter. It's about each piece telling that story. And so where I feel we've offered you up a beautiful collection, there's still opportunity when you're on a trip traveling somewhere to buy a piece of art or buy a piece of sculpture or something to add to your look because it is a very collected expression. I think that my home, I like to think, is somewhat this look. And I feel like everything in my home, it has a story behind it. And I can tell you the story about where I found it or why I bought it or what the material was. So, And it has a certain authenticity. Authenticity? Authenticity when you have found and collected these things. But how do we... How do we keep it edited to tell a story without being like, Bleh, I went to this many places and looking like a, how do you do it? So last week I was in California and I was up in a place called Summerland and I bought this beautiful little guy that's made out of driftwood that was an artist who, after the fires in California, had been really sad about all the people that were lost and kept seeing faces on the driftwood at the beaches. And so he made these little sculptures and I fell in love with him and I fell in love with that story. And so I bought one. Well, I brought it home and something had to go. And I took something off the wall to put that story up that I felt had a stronger, it resonated stronger in my heart. And so it's about editing. It's about, there's a time and place for everything. And I kind of have a deal with myself with tabletop. It's like, if I want to buy some new something, something has to go. That's a constant project. And I think, For me, I've moved a lot, so I've had to be a good editor of my life, but I think it's hard for some people. But that is the trick to it, is being a curator and an editor of your look and your story. See, now you can give whatever you're casting off to your daughter, so that's great. It doesn't have to go by forever. (laughs) Oh, no, it it goes to my nieces, my daughter. (laughs) I go in their homes, and I feel very comfortable in all their homes. (laughs) (laughs) I recognize that. Well, I was curious because I, I do feel like, in some ways, a neutral palette seems like it would be such an easy look to pull off because, like, they're all neutral. But I often feel like it's really much harder sometimes than more color. And so I was curious kind of just in building this more neutral inspiration, this collection is largely neutral, like how we can do that or if you have any suggestions for people about how to do it successfully. I mean, maybe. Well, I think that you, in this look, the best place to start is with a very neutral canvas. So whether it be some form of white or cream on your walls is a great place to start. And then decide what your color palette is. Like this is not colorless. Like it could be all blues or it could be these burnt earthen colors we were talking about, but it is kind of a neutralized. So it's not all these different colors together. So we chose in our first introduction, all the natural woods that we're introducing, and then more of these earthen tones. 
and we were consistent across it. So we did our sofas in this deep, dark gray, and we did the art in that terracotta and the gray. And we, and when I say gray, it's, it's like a brownie gray, uh, to Taryn's point earlier. And the rug, which we have some beautiful rugs in this collection, the rug that we used in our main living room has the earthen colors in it as well, so it pulls it out. But the walls are a basically white, but the room doesn't feel colorless or, mm-hmm. yeah. So so what you're saying basically is starting with sort of these base layers of neutrals, but then building kind of color, but in a subtle way from there with those pieces that you love, whether it is the earthen tones that we're showing this time, or whether it's, if you like more, it's like a denim blue or whatever it is. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I have a question about mixing wood tones because I feel like it's kind of an an older, like no white shoes after Labor Day type of rule that all of your wood tones should match. And that's not the case in any of these pieces. And so what what's a trick or how do we pull off mixing wood tones in our own homes? Well, you know, it is kind of like that. I like that analogy of the Memorial Day or Labor Day because people also don't think they should mix metals, you know, and I love it when someone wears (laughs) gold and silver together or we use gold and nickel in a room. And the wood tones, when we worked on the wood finishes from all our vendors, none of them have a red in them. They're all earthen brown based but it may be a darker brown or it may be a lighter brown meaning oak, but they all come from kind of the same place so that they work together. But if all of a sudden I threw in a mahogany in there, it wouldn't work. So it's it's getting the tones right to work together, if that helps. Okay. No, I do think the tones are really important because I was going to ask, how do I get this look? I've already have a living room that's done. Okay. I've bought Ballard for years, you know, big fan. So how do I mix in a few of these pieces and make it work? I think like the chairs that Caroline was talking about earlier, they would go in any room. I mean, they really are so simple in their overall aesthetic approach. But as she said, when you hone in and start to see the beautiful bedwood back or the way that cushion is it tea cushion or whatever, you start to see the level of detail. But aesthetically, I feel like they have just a calming overall presence. So those would easily work in. I mean, our little coffee table, super simple. It works perfectly for our look, but could pretty much go in any room. Now, that won't mean that you'll instantly have this look because if you have a hot yellow sofa and your colors are all bright, then you won't necessarily have this look, but that isn't wrong. And we're not leaving all our other looks. This is just a new introduction to hopefully appeal to our our customers, whether they, like I've evolved over time. I mean, I've gone from a very feminine bohemian look to a more mid-century modern look to where I am today with this look. But it's your story and your evolution. But I think the pieces on their own really can work anywhere in anyone's home. It's just how you mix it. So I also really love all of the textures that are coming through in the fabrics and the upholstery and the throws. I feel like that could be a good kind of entryway no matter what style your home already is 
is to start bringing in some of those textures. That's a great point. I mean, even like if you have a neutral sofa, I mean, laying one of those nomad throws on it, it's so beautiful. And then just changing out your throw pillows, you instantly can have a different look. Our new rugs, I personally love that Lidette rug, which will be on the cover of our August book. And I actually plan to buy it because I love it so much. We'll really add that texture you're looking for as well. And that rug could work with a cream sofa, a brown sofa, a gray sofa. It has so many colors in it that you don't realize until you introduce another fabric to it and and see it come be realized. I kind of just love to the emphasis on comfort because to your point earlier, like it's been a year and and, and I also think that that there's a there's a big misconception maybe with someone who isn't into design or is just kind of shopping for furniture that decorators and catalogs like ours are all about beauty when in reality the beauty is like the last 20 30% like there's a whole iceberg and the whole underside underwater <laughs> is like how is it made is it comfortable what's the stuffing and like we pay i know y'all pay a lot of attention to that and how do you live I mean, mm-hmm. really, when it comes yeah. to design, it's really understanding your customer and how your customer is going to use their room or rooms and how people are going to live on that sofa. Are they eating all their meals on that sofa? Are they playing and taking their naps on that sofa? I mean, it just understanding the function of the room and the and for us, when we're designing product, the function of the product, and then working with our design team and Taryn and on the form and how the design evolves to then be realized into a beautiful room. But absolutely, mm-hmm. it is. It, we obviously want all our products to be beautiful and we want all our rooms to be beautiful, but we're really always also thinking about the form and function of the product. So. What would you say are some of your favorite pieces? I know you've mentioned a couple so far, but. So I love the Tomlin chair, which we actually introduced oh, earlier so in the good. season, which I think you were referencing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I just I love that it, one, too. I think it has such beautiful lines. I love the Lille coffee table. It comes from a vendor in Mexico and they use reclaimed woods. And it's just every one will be a little different from the next. And I just think it's so beautiful. I love the Irvine console. Again, Bentwood and the caning. I love the Nomad throw and learning about the artisans that make that. They're all handmade and they're not your comfy, cozy throw. I don't want to mislead you. They really are about layering it upon the back of your sofa or on the edge of a, of a chaise for that texture in the room. I think that's such a great tip though about the throw on the back of the sofa. I think a lot of times people want to put a a console table, but that doesn't always work. You may not have the room and that is such a good way Mm -hmm. to sort of do the Mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. No, no. And it's funny, you know, our our design partner, Suzanne Kassler loves to do a throw on her headboard as well as on the backs of her sofas. So it's, it's definitely something that's out there in design. And I love the Elena bench. Uh, it's so good. And it's going to have a little sister in our October book. So keep an eye out. It has a little chair coming out and it is in a fabric we're calling a poodle fabric. And it's super, super cute. It's soft and just soft. Yummy. And, and just like a great accent piece. 
the rug I talked about earlier, the Ledette hand knotted rug I love. And I also love the Jackson chair, which like kind of was another point I was taking from you, Carolyn. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so simple looking, but when you start to look at its detail, it has some really beautiful details to it. I was thinking that's the one with the exposed arm on the yes, front. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one too. Yeah. And then our pillows. I, I, I'm a pillow fanatic. I love pillows and it's just such an easy way to change your room. And I literally will often just buy the covers, which we sell. We don't always, you don't always have to um, order the fill. So you can do an easy change out in your room for a new look or a seasonal change. And our pillows for this fall are really exciting. I'm really excited about them. And then we have, which isn't necessarily light and livable, but it's light and livable inspired our new double flange towels which i love from portugal they are super gorgeous and exciting someone was talking about like oh my gosh these amazing new bed and bath pieces from portugal and apparently portugal has this amazing reputation for soft goods so i was curious just like why is portugal the place to get your bedding and bath well you're telling we're telling everyone now um and so they actually are having a hard time keeping up with demand um, because oh, no. they, they, <laughs> they've become a very popular country through COVID. They do do beautiful textiles, whether it's sheeting, bath, tabletop products. And then they also are great for tabletop, actual tabletop dinnerware. And we had one of our last trips before the world shut down was to Europe and we met some new vendors. We're starting to introduce them in our August, um, some bedding that aren't, don't all fall into this light and livable look. Some are falling into Scandinavian and, or just a towel is a towel. I mean, but it's such a beautiful towel. And then in our fall, our winter book, which will be around the holidays, we have a new tabletop collection that I'm very excited about and we'll be expanding tabletop top into 2023 through Portugal as well. So it's exciting. And I mean, as is Mexico, I mean, the Lille coffee table is from Mexico. As I mentioned, they use reclaimed woods and we're working with them. We have two new dining tables from them. And it's just, we were lucky enough to be able to visit them before COVID shut down and just see their beautiful artisans at work, working with these woods. It's, it's really exciting. But like, why is, why are the Portuguese towels so much better? Like, is there something about like the cotton? Like, what is it the way they're weaving it? No, like, I, I don't mean, understand. No, their design. I would say their design. They just have oh, okay. good design, good colors. I mean, you know, Egyptian towels are beautiful. Egyptian bedding is beautiful. I mean, there's beautiful bedding around the world. It's just mm-hmm. the Portugal. They just they're on the they're on the the cusp of design like they are really on it they know what's going on and mm, it's okay. it's been really exciting working with them so okay see i wasn't sure if it was like some no but i can't they're... tell you some amazing story wait but, but don't they're... their dishes and stuff like you their dishes and their earth, it's earthenware correct or is um, it... it's all different it's different materials so oh. depending on which style whether we want to it's porcelain and we want it the more fancier tabletop or the more natural looking tabletop. It, it depends, but they do it all. And I'm like really excited 
to hopefully visit them soon because I think there's so many. <laughs> and so to go many, eating in Portugal, yeah. maybe? There are so many more artists Mine. there that mm-hmm. we're relying on an agent, which is great to steer us in the right way. But being in country and being able to travel through the little roads and find little artisans that do unusual things is always the best way. And, and so, you know, hopefully that'll be coming in the near future. And, and there, I guess the artisans is really the, that's the overall part of this look is that there's a hand and there's a, there's, someone has made each piece. Yeah, it doesn't feel machine made. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like, yes. I I think that's a really important element. I mean, if I go back to my little guy I just bought, you know, he's handmade and it just, that feeling of that collected look, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Taryn, I was curious about your perspective since you're on the product design team and whether like, mm. like what did the product design team think about this whole like new direction? Like, is it fun? Is it challenging? Oh, it's both. It's so fun. One, this has been in creation for yeah. a very long time. So yes, true. <laughs> I think we all feel it. Like we've been like, yeah, we've seen it now. It's like, it's a thing um, where I think our customers will see it and will be newly inspired because it is just such subtle changes, but they really make a different look overall, especially when placed all together. Um, but I know my team was very excited when Sky kind of presented this and um, it allows us to flex different muscles when you've been... And work with new materials mm-hmm. and... And new vendors. Yeah. And we literally touch every category. So that was mm-hmm. also exciting, I think. Whereas in, in the past, we might do something new and it'd be one or two categories. This touched every single category. And when we talk about category, we're talking about everything from wall art to the throws and the pillows yes. and the upholstery so like a category and the rugs is and wall everything. Art. Yeah. 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 Bedding, tabletop. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Like every part of the home that yep. you could think of. Window yeah. treatments. We have some great window treatments that I'm really excited about. Oh, I need about. to get, I need to order that hardware. Oh, yes. Ooh. I'm going to get some from my house. Actually, what the hardware? most exciting thing is our mm-hmm. new window treatment hardware. What? Oak and steel. It's very and clever. I challenge you it's listeners beautiful. to try to find it because we basically thought of the idea, tried to find it. Google searched everyone because we were told that it couldn't work and blah, blah, blah. And so... Honestly, we worked with a vendor and they realized it and it's literally going up in every window in my house. I'm super excited about it. It's steel and oak. The challenge is you can't, it's not as adjustable as some of our other hardware. So you're left to these kind of predetermined lengths, but you can go on, you'll see in the, in our catalog, one of the windows, we went wider than the window because it's so beautiful. It becomes like a detail in your room. So, okay, we we, we got to explain it. So it's basically An built in 24-inch sections. So you can buy as many or as few as you like. You could buy a 24-inch, not that you would have a window that small, but it's possible. And you could, we're selling it in kits, but you can add extra lengths. So for example, I have a window that it's 145. Most rods don't come that wide. So I can buy extra lengths and make it and more fit to my extra brackets. Set. 
Oh. An extra bracket, yeah. <laughs> Sky's like, you're going to need some brackets. <laughs> but I mean, literally, the brackets are like a piece of art. They're these steel brackets. They're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. this was realized it it took a village the whole team worked on it um from design to the to our head buyer who manages the product line to our sourcing department and we went and found a place that could do it and honestly i've looked everywhere for anything like it and i have not seen anything like it in the market so I'm glad you brought it up, Caroline, because actually it might be one of the most exciting things. In this. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I feel like everyone has had that window, that that window where they were trying to open and close their curtain and there's a telescoping rod and you like can't get the curtain over the little spot and it's so annoying it drives me nuts or you hit it and the rod goes wider and now you got to get up there with like your broom and hit it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a terrible i mean it's it it is sensible in that it can to your point like it kind of gives you flexibility but if you're use if you're opening and shutting a rod often now sometimes you may not shut them at all so it's fine but if you are it's you want the that smooth transition. No, and that whole oak and steel look also was executed in a really beautiful shelf. And we actually introduced a collection last year called the Ida Collection that that also that look is in. So there, not everything is launching in our August book. Some things have already launched earlier and then there'll be things still coming later in the year. So there's lots of exciting product coming. Kudos to our merchandising and design teams because I always just love getting to see the new collections come out because we always have such good stuff and we design it all in-house. I don't know if, if all of our listeners knew that, but everything is designed by our team. And our sourcing team's job is then to take a, the, that vision and get it realized at our factories around the world and with our artisans and our partners and and also hear us say, nope, it doesn't meet the quality standards, move it on to the next place. And it's, it's a challenge, mm-hmm. but it really takes the whole team to execute something like this. And I'm, I couldn't be more happy or excited about August. So I can't wait for everybody to get their catalog. It's yes. it's going to be super or exciting. It's so pretty. You can see it online, not that's just true. in the catalog. <laughs> no, that's you true. Can go, you can go to ballarddesigns.com slash lookbook and you'll see it all there too. Ooh, and tell us what y'all think too once you see it. We'd love to hear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course. And more ideas to come in the future. There's other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we need to just have you back like once a year, Sky, just to talk about all the new and exciting stuff. No problem. We don't do that enough here on the podcast, but it's always fun. And it's nice to give other people from the, the company the accolades they deserve. Yeah. Super exciting. It's We have dream jobs. We get to come up and create beautiful things to deliver to our customers. And I hope they love and appreciate it because I think it's, I think this time we've really hit a home run. Let's do a design dilemma, which is perfect because I know Sky knows a lot about color. This one's a color question. Um, This comes from Brady. That's Brady, right? Not Brandy. Brady. Okay. Brady. 
This comes from Brady, and they write, Hi friends, my dilemma is pretty straightforward. What color should I paint my front door? Specifically, what color of green should I paint my front door? It's currently cherry red, and I'm over it. The siding color is Benjamin Moore Evening Dove, and the trim is Sherwin-Williams Snowbound. What shade of green would you suggest? I am wanting a rich evergreen color. Not too dark, but not too light green. Something in the sage, hunter, evergreen tones. Any specific colors would be much appreciated. Thank you, Brandy. So I saw the picture that Brady sent in, then looked up on my Benjamin paint deck, as well as I went online to make sure I wasn't crazy or that my paint deck wasn't out of date. And Evening Dove is a lot darker than the picture. So if the picture is true, then I'm not sure green's the right color. But if the house is truly Evening Dove, which the Benjamin Moore color it's like a dark blue that you gray. see online, yeah, then I was liking Great Barrington Green, HC122. I liked Cushing Green, which was HC125. And then if you really wanted to go dark, though, I kind of like the lighter versions. I liked Avon Green, HC126. Oh, look at you. Perfect. You even gave her all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't look up those that fast as you said, it, but I trust you. Yeah, because <laughs> she sent a picture of a um, what looks to be a semi-new build with wood siding, and it looks like a very blue. It does not look to be that dark grayish blue. Mm-hmm. And if it is that blue, I was I was saying to Taryn before the podcast that I might choose like a goldenrod rather than go green. That would feel very fresh and happy. But if it is the color, the evening dove, then I like the greens that. I've yeah. Seen. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, Brady. And I feel like we talk about this in every, any instance that we talk about paint, you have to test it and like just get some big boards, paint the whole board. Like you need big swatches because this is the mistake I made with my door. You need to paint a really big swatch and then stand back on the street. Don't paint a little, you know, hand-sized swatch on your door. Is that what you do? I winged it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will will tell you one of the merchants recently did this and she actually lives right up the street from me and she did what Caroline's suggestion. She painted three big swatches on her door and then she was like, swing by the house and give me a vote. And I gave her a vote and she chose actually the one I chose and it (laughs) looks so good. It looks so cute. Well, I just feel like you have to experience from the street. You know what I mean? And if yeah. you're swatching. And you also have to know your personality. Mm-hmm. Like for her, for the person I'm speaking to, she had, one of them was just like this moody color. And she's this happy family with two young girls and they have this happy life. And I'm like, that isn't your personality. Mm-hmm. Like this color is your personality. So like knowing kind of what you're trying to. To say. Come across. Yeah, to say. And. Also, I I would suggest that you match your garage door, but just saying. Oh, that's a good call. I didn't. I, yeah, she has a you brown. You mean paint the garage door to match? She's a brown yes, garage yeah. door. Yeah, and it just feels like too many finishes. So you would paint it the green to match and or the yellow to match. If the house is truly that dark color of evening mm-hmm. dove, I think the green could be really mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay, I just want to make sure. 
Yeah, I wouldn't paint it goldenrod, no. <laughs> so if it's the if it's the bright blue, I might just paint it the blue. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right. Good luck, Brady. Yes. Test your swatches. Yeah. Yeah. Always. <laughs> And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating.